Hi, and welcome to another episode of Overthink with Brittany. I am Brittany, your host, and I just got back from seeing Creed 3, as you can tell by the title. And honestly, I don't know how to feel. <laughs> when I say that, I promise you, I'm not talking about the movie itself. The movie was excellent. It was a great watch. I definitely encourage you all to go out and see it if you have not already. Even if you're skeptical about it, it was really, really good. I guess I want to also say this will likely contain spoilers. I don't know if you can really spoil a boxing movie. We know the story kind of, but again, this is your warning. If you don't want any of the story, if you don't want to know, then you might want to go ahead and leave. But y'all, how about I cried through that whole thing? <laughs> like, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I have become an emotional wreck. And I'm sure that's not the intention of the movie, but it was so emotionally taxing on me. I think I know why, which you can also tell by the title, but man, it, it was a lot. But a good watch nonetheless. I think I'm going to chop that up to good marketing as well. Like there was so many things that have been going on before the movie was actually released. Like we had the drama with Michael B. Jordan and L'Oreal on the red carpet when he kind of shaded her, you know, all of the stuff and the talk around Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors pictures where they're showing, man, men can actually hug and touch and it'd be okay and not sexual. Like we got to get over that, whatever that is within the community. But again, we are a trauma filled people. And I think that's why we have so many issues with things that are outside of our norm, which is crazy, but we can just call a spade a spade. That's what it is. I definitely want to shout out Michael B. Jordan because if I'm not mistaken, this is his directorial debut. Like this is the first movie he's directed, I believe. And he did an amazing job. I don't care what y'all say about Michael B. Jordan, as corny as y'all want to say he is. I like him. And, you know, it, it almost feels like he's a part of my class. Like because of that age, this is our time to shine, our generation. I'm loving every bit of it. And I'm glad he got the opportunity to do this and show everybody who has something negative to say about him that it really doesn't matter. He's going to continue to get his money anyway. Now, I may not be his type. And that's okay. And yeah, that's probably a little shady. But I still like Michael B. Jordan. And kudos to him for continuing to grow in his craft regardless of what anybody else has to say. Amazing, amazing job. And this has to be Jonathan Major's time. Like this is his year. Let's just go ahead and put that out there now. There's been so much talk around him. Yes, previously. What was the show that you, that came on Amazon Prime? Um it was actually HBO, Lovecraft Country. That's what it was. That was my first time seeing him in anything that I can recall. He did a great job then. Unfortunately, they canceled it, but that's neither here nor there. Dude is shining. Give him his flowers now. Again, kudos to him and Michael B. Jordan, two young black men with amazing bodies, beautiful skin, Negro noses. I love all of it. And I do hope that they continue to grow and continue to shine. I don't 
don't even know where to start. Like, I'm still kind of amped up. Um, but I did read going into this that Rocky, well, Sylvester Stallone was choosing not to be a part of this rendition of the movie. And honestly, after seeing it, I think I understand why. Now, there were a bunch of rumors about money and him not being sure where the Rocky series was going and not having a part of it. But there was something else I saw, which interestingly enough, they're not speaking about as much as they like the drama stuff, you know, the whole stuff with money. Yeah, that probably was a part of it. But this little known fact that people are talking about to me is probably a bigger reason as to why he chose not to be a part of this production. And that was the fact that he didn't like the energy that Jonathan Major's character was going to bring to the story. And after seeing it, I know the energy that he's speaking of. Like, it's like you kind of have to see it. It's the same energy that made me emotional throughout it. It's also the same energy that black to black, we get, we feel it, we understand. And I think that's why I'm having, I'm so emotionally invested. Let's just say that in the characters. I couldn't even root for anyone. I, I really couldn't. You know, sometimes in movies, you're rooting for the villain. Sometimes you're rooting for the always hero. I couldn't really root for anyone here. And I, I think that is the energy that someone like Sylvester Stallone honestly probably wouldn't get. Like this movie is, to me, <laughs> blackity black black. And it takes one to know one. I understand and see why he bowed out gracefully. We love the Rocky character. I love Sylvester Stallone. He's great even in this movie series that we are kind of on now. But I do think, yeah, it, it wasn't his time here. Yeah, this movie was so good, y'all. It really was. So please go out and see it. Um, It's funny because when I was leaving, it was this white guy who was there by himself. And he's just kind of like, man, that was good. <laughs> and I looked at him. I was like, it was. And we both just kind of nodded our heads and went on about our day. So again, really, really good. So let's kind of jump in again I don't really know where to start but I'm just gonna kind of do what I feel so for starters Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson who plays his wife now Bianca so let's go by the character name so Adonis Creed and Bianca they have such good chemistry on camera that it is crazy it is so believable. I almost want them to be together in real life. Seriously. They look good together. They flow with each other. They just have a vibe that is really authentic and true. And this time we get to see their daughter, Amara. She fits in perfectly. It's like it, it's a perfect alignment of characters. They truly look like a real family. And the emotions were, were felt. Let me just tell you guys this, men in particular, y'all better get y'all a good woman who cares about you. <laughs> like I chuckle, but all jokes aside, there's nothing like a good 
supportive, truthful, honest, upfront, communicative woman. You need one. For those times where you as men may not know how to deal with your emotions, may not want to communicate, you need a woman who is trying to understand you. I'm sorry, I better get y'all one. But there was a scene with them in the movie where he had a lot going on that he was withholding from her. And obviously she knew that something was wrong and she's just like, you've got to open up, you've got to talk. She was patient with him. She was kind. She was gentle. Like, it's such a good moment, at least for me, because I, I generally think that's what's missing with us in our relationships, just the, the kindness, the softness. Like they Again, that chemistry is real. I love how they interact with each other. And again, their daughter is the perfect mix. So obviously, if you saw Creed 2, you know that their daughter ended up being deaf. So she's fully deaf. She can't hear at all. So they sign when talking to her throughout the movie, which is such an endearing moment, to be honest with you. And it's funny because she has her dad's fighting spirit. Like there's a scene where she was in school and she punches this little girl in the face. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's relatable. It's like her dad's a boxer. Obviously, she's going to be a fighter. I know mom's probably hoping she took after her musically. Bianca, by the way, is now an award-winning producer, Grammy Award. If you remember, she was deeply into music. One of the things she said is in order to keep the little hearing that she does has left or half left, she has now decided that she doesn't want to perform as much because it's just too loud. So now she's into producing music. So Again, really cute family, really good family dynamic. I love them all together. I do hope we get to see more of it. I don't know where the story can, is going to end up going, but really good storyline. So the movie starts off in 2002 in LA and it's pretty much giving us the background story of Adonis and Jonathan Major's character, Damien. So they were kind of best friends. They grew up in a group home together. And even after Adonis left to stay with his adoptive mother or stepmom, Marianne, who's played by Felicia Rashad's character, they still continued to hang together. So Damien is definitely, uh, I don't want to call him a thug because he's really not. He was just very much into street life, let's say that. But he was also a great boxer. So he would participate in these boxing challenges underground and, you know, people would put bets on the games. So it starts out with him sneaking Adonis out the house to go to these matches with him just to kind of get an idea of, you know, what the scene was like. And he always told him he would always be there for him. He would take care of him, that type of thing. So Damien was kind of like a, a big brother to Adonis's character in the movie. Ironically, this is also where we see Lil Duke, you know, who is Tony Evers played by Wood Harris's character. So he's his trainer that he met. So we see here that he actually knew Adonis from a young, young age before he even started boxing. Long story short, 
he wins, he being Damien, he wins this boxing match. Him and Adonis are in the car. They want some money because they bet on the game too. They're all happy and excited. We know how that goes, right? So they stop at a liquor store. He sends Adonis in to get some liquor or whatnot. He then sees this guy. And at the time, we don't know who it is. We just see this guy. Obviously, he feels a type of way about him says something to him, the guy looks at him, he punches the guy in the face. So that's kind of where the scene ends. We don't really know the outcome of that. We're kind of left to figure it out on our own. We do find out later in the movie, but that was the opening scene of the movie. So we're left to kind of think and assume, which is very easy to do, that Damien ended up getting locked up after that event. Adonis went on to become a boxer pretty much. So here's a little tidbit of information that I left out. Damien had a gun on him at the time. So that's why we can safely assume he probably got locked up behind that event. But again, it ends there. We don't know what happens. Then we fast forward in the movie to Adonis's waking life. So he's retired from boxing now, lives in this beautiful home with his family. And he also coaches and trains some of the up and coming boxers at the same gym that he used to train at as well. So we're seeing him looking to live a very happy, stable life, all these things, etc. So, you know, he goes to the gym to train, comes back outside, sees Damien leaning on his car, which happens to be a Rolls Royce. <laughs> So obviously he sees this random guy leaning on his car. So he's like, I'm going to go over here and say something to this dude. Like, nigga, get off my car. <laughs> so he goes over to say something to him. You know, the guy kind of looks at him. This is where that energy starts, y'all. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what that is. But he kind of looks at him. And he's like, you don't remember me, do you? So this is the scene that I think we probably all seen circulating. This is one of the, the clips that we see in the previews that were used in marketing. But, you know, he looks at him again. And he's like, Damien? So that's when he realizes, okay, this is Damien. He's out. So apparently Damien did 18 years behind that incident in jail. So hopefully you can follow me and feel me on the whole energy thing as to his vibe it was very off from the beginning so anyone could tell i guess he couldn't in which if we all put ourselves in adonis's shoes when it's someone you used to hang with someone you looked at like a big brother you're a bit conflicted and so i guess that's what we'll say he was conflicted it's like yeah that's my brother but i also know he did this time behind something i did again which we're left to assume because we don't know quite yet what happened exactly but yeah, it was a very awkward exchange, you know, very awkward. And eventually, you know, he's kind of like loosening up Adonis and he's like, well, you know, what are you about to do now? He takes him to this old diner that they used to eat at. I imagine that's just kind of the vibe I got. And it's still very, very awkward y'all. And I'm like, it's so tense, but no one's addressing it, which in my eyes, and I'm sorry if I sound biased here, but in my eyes, I feel like men do that. Like there's a huge elephant in the room, but we're going to act like it doesn't exist, but it's just this weird vibe. But he continues to talk. They're having this conversation, just kind of catching up. 
to me, Damien is throwing all kinds of shade. Like it is an obvious shade, but he keeps making these comments about how, well, I was locked away for 18 years and, you know, you're living this lavish life and, you know, I was a boxer and, you know, you're kind of living my life, which he does say later on. He doesn't say it at that time, but he's giving off that energy. Like it's very green with envy, if you know what I mean. Like I could tell, like I felt the type of way. So this is what I mean when I say emotionally invested, like I could feel it. Like it was very thick, the tension in the room. And obviously Adonis could too, but he wasn't really sure what to do. It seems like because he again was conflicted because this is my brother, but I don't know what he's looking for. So what's the first thing people do in those situations? He tries to slide him some money, <laughs> which uh, I get it, but it was kind of like, ooh, that, that's, ooh, I don't know. Obviously, Damien's character is like, uh, I don't need your money. I do want a box, though. And this is where things get even more weird. Now, keep in mind, Adonis is retired, right? So that means he's old, apparently, for the boxing world. So obviously, Damien's older than him. So he's looking at him like, I don't know. But he also agreed to give him or help him with whatever he needs because obviously he feels some type of guilt, maybe. And, you know, Damien's like, I want to <laughs> fight the champion. You know, I want to go for the, the top heavyweight at the time. And Adonis is looking at him like, are you crazy? Like, you're older than me. I don't want to put my name behind you. He didn't say this, but this is what I'm reading <laughs> as the, the face he made. Like, I'm not putting my money behind you or whatnot, which was probably a big mistake, but he kind of shaded him, but he did tell him, you can come to the gym and practice, you know, I can help you get back out there if that's something you truly want to do. Cool. So he shows up for practice at the gym. Lil Duke is telling Adonis he thinks it's a bad idea. He can already see the vendetta in him, and that's just something about older people. They can always sense negative energy. Like our elders are really good at that, but he thought it was a bad idea from the beginning. And one of the things that he said that kind of just stood out to me was like, yeah, you brought him in here with a chip on his shoulder. Like he could feel it. Like the tension is thick, y'all. Like I felt it. He felt it in the movie. I'm sure everybody felt it. And to me, it goes back to that energy that Sylvester Stallone felt. So let's speak just briefly about the whole energy thing. It turned it into such a negative character. And it did. Like, Jonathan Majors acted his ass off because it was very believable. Like, I started off like, why are you so mad? Like, what is up? And the, the part that resonates is that so many of us are like that, y'all. Like, we walk around so mad. Women, too. Women too. And it's so funny because I, I had a conversation with my boyfriend about this. Like one thing I can't stand is a mean person. And that's a man or a woman. Women is even worse. Honestly, I don't like a mean, hateful spirited person, period. And that's the energy he gave off. And so obviously when we're talking about athletes, and we see that now in our waking time. Like some of these football and basketball players are just so nasty. Like their attitudes are trash. And you could tell that they are. 
that's what Jonathan Major's character exudes in this entire movie, just this nastiness. And I guess that's what made me emotional because we don't know how to deal with our traumas and we just put those on other people. People who worked hard for where they are. So it's like I could resonate with Adonis and that I want to help you, but I've worked hard for this. Nobody gave me anything. And that's the truth. Like he worked for it. Like it really truthfully was not given to him. So as a black person living in America right now, where my people struggle to get along with each other, like we're always in competition with each other. We're always looking at someone else as if they don't deserve what they what they've been given. And there are also some of us who didn't work for it and also look down upon others who don't have it too. Like it was just a lot going on in that for me, which made me feel a type of way. So back to the gym, he's training at the gym and obviously he does have this chip on his shoulder. So he's in there trying to prove that, you know, I can beat all y'all up in here, which is a negative energy to begin with. So right now, Adonis is working with, you know, his protege, the next him, which is Felix. And he is training for a big match that he has coming up with Drago. And you'll remember him from one of the other Creed movies if you've watched them. So from Jump, Damien has his eyes on him. He's the, the current champ right now. He's the one to beat. That's who I want to box. Again, everybody's looking at him like he's crazy. Like, dude, you're old. You just got out of jail. Obviously, you're angry for whatever reason. We don't want you in the ring with our star, pretty much. All of you, all of you all know by now, they end up in the ring together and he starts doing these, you know, these messy, intentionally trying to hurt him punches. And that's when, you know, Lil Duke is like, I told you. And no, he's like, no, I'm getting him out of here. He's not fighting. Don't bring him back, etc. You know, Adonis is like, no, I got him. I'll talk to him. I'm cool. You know how we do, y'all. <laughs> Let's take it back to person. Like, you know how we do when we're trying to, you know, cover for our friend that's out of control and we're trying to, you know, make it not look so bad, still wanting to have their back, still wanting to not address the elephant in the room. All these things are coming up right now. So, of course, he's still trying to help him or whatnot. He's letting him know you can't do that. You know, it's going to be all good. We're going to keep training. The the positivity, which is, which is always a good thing. But we all know here that when you push that up against someone who's negative, negative is probably going to win every time. So later that night, he invites Damien to his house in which I don't really know how I feel about that. But again, I get it, you know, so he invites him to his house. He meets his wife. He gives her this look and I don't even know the word to explain the look he gave her. It definitely wasn't one of lust. Like he wasn't lusting after her, but he just kind of looked at her odd. And that, that sat with me as well. Again, more of that negative energy and spirit. And I'm one who's very big on that being kept away from my home. So the fact that he brought him to his house was very interesting to me. But again, we do that, right? With people we know and we think we know. We haven't been backstabbed and betrayed quite yet. We're not really sure what to expect, but you know, we're still trying to play it cool, still trying to play it nice. 
He meets the daughter as well. That was a, a kind of cute exchange. When he finds out she's deaf, he makes another face. <laughs> and maybe this face was one of, I almost feel kind of sorry for what I'm about to do here, but I'm still going to do it. Whatever that's called, that was kind of the face, especially when the daughter came in. It's like, damn, I kind of feel bad, but I'm still about to play him. And obviously he does, right? <laughs> he ends up getting the match that he wants and hurts the protege, Felix, really badly to the point where he's hospitalized. This is when everybody is now seeing Damien for who he really is, seeing what he's about. And this is when Adonis finally realized, like, yeah, I don't think he has any good intentions here. And he's about to show out on all y'all. So he ends up beating Felix, which no one expected. Because obviously, again, this old man who just did, you know, 18 years in prison, assumed to be out of shape. He doesn't know the rules of boxing. That's still true. He doesn't really know or he doesn't really care about the rules at this point. He won and ended up becoming a champ. How crazy is that? In the real world, could that happen? I don't know, possibly. But there are so many rules in place now. I don't know. But he ends up becoming a champ. Obviously, this goes to his head. He's now like, oh, I can do this. Adonis comes out to where he's hanging out at. He tries to talk to him again like a man. Damien ain't trying to hear that. Punches him in the face. You know this set things off, right? <laughs> By this time, I've already been emotional at certain parts, but this one made me even more emotional because it's like, damn, now it's blatant. And I just hate to see that between two black men who were once brothers. And I think that's what got to me because it happens so much within our community because of things that we haven't dealt with. And I, I'm, I'm coming around to the real issue here, guys. I promise. Again, the movie, I don't want to say it's predictable. It's not, but it's a boxing movie. You know, we know what it's about. We know they're going to go head to head. Like that part we know is going to happen. But it's the little stories in between that gets you. So from that point on, we can now go to the scene that I mentioned between him and his wife, Bianca, where he's just been punched in the face. His eye is, is not completely black, but she could tell he's been punched in the face. He doesn't want to tell her what's going on. He hasn't told her how he even knows Damien quite yet. All of these things are going on at the same time. Not to mention his mother has been having strokes, so she's sick. That same night, his mom texts him and is like, I need you, you know, to come over or whatever. I don't think she said that exactly, but he ended up going to his mom. I think she said, we need to talk. So his mom pulls out a box of old letters that Damien had written when he was in prison. Now, there was a scene earlier in the movie where um, when he was first leaning on the car and he told him, I wrote him. You know, I wrote you. You never wrote me back. Adonis was like, I've never received any letters. Boom, mom has all these letters that she kept from him because she wanted that part of his past to go away. This is always something our parents do. They think they are doing us a service by doing this. However, they are not. Guys, our parents are not always right. Most of the time, yes, but not always right. They are human. 
You know, we can't hold them accountable to those things as an adult. Yes, they've probably contributed to the, the dysfunction, but at this point, is nothing that can be done about it. Of course, he was upset about it. It doesn't really matter at this point, but now he kind of is having an understanding of why Damien may be looking at him like, you left me hanging. I essentially did time because of what you did. And now here we are. So we go back to the scene at the liquor store and they do show us eventually what happened. And the guy that Adonis punched in the face actually used to be the guy who was over the group home that they lived in. I think his name may have been Leon or something like that. And he was abusive to them. That's why he punched him. So he had an emotional reaction when he saw him, punched him in the face. Here comes Damien with the gun pointed at the guy and the police came. That's how he ended up getting arrested. So obviously all this is now making... You know, Adonis feel guilty, but because of the situation that he now finds himself in, he has no choice but to box him. And this is at the advice of his wife when he finally chooses to tell her everything that's been going on. Again, y'all better get y'all a good woman. And to my men who are gay, you still better get yourself a good woman in your life. A good female friend who's going to tell you the truth and be honest with you and still be soft and gentle with you as well. Such an important piece that we all need in this lifetime. You know, he while he was thinking she would take it one way, she's like, hell, well, you know what you got to do then. And honestly, that scene made me emotional too. I was like, she's standing by her man. <laughs> but no, it, it, it was just a good scene to watch. And obviously, they spend the rest of that time preparing to fight each other at the end. So they both train, they both get in this tip-top shape. And ladies, this is some eye candy for you. Woo! All this sweat off these chiseled chests. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you guys who won because to me, it does not matter. Again, I don't think you can spoil a boxing movie. We, we kind of know how it ends, right? But when they prepare for the big fight, I do think it's very interesting how they had Adonis in white. And it had Damien in black. And he had this black kind of African style bottom on. It, it was very interesting and entertaining. And throughout their fight, they were kind of showing glimpses of things that had happened. It was this one scene where it was like the room was empty and it was just them two. And they were picturing each other as little boys. Like this is again where I have to really just shout out Michael B. Jordan and those director skills because the cinematography was amazing. Camera angles were great. The storytelling was great. All of it. It was a really well put together story that evoked emotion. It really was. And it ended on a very, very good note. <laughs> so whatever a good note can look like for you, that's what this movie ended on, which I thought was great. And of course, I'm now emotional again at the end. But one of the things I want everyone to take away from this, and I'm sorry if you guys hear this guy cutting grass, like I'm trying to talk over it, but I'll do my best to make sure you guys can hear me. But we've got to do better at dealing with the trauma that we are walking around with as black people. 
that causes us to envy each other. It causes us to hate people we once called our brothers or our sisters. To walk around with such hatred and animosity, we've got to stop because it affects everyone. And that is really the main thing I took from this movie. Like there are of course so many other stories and nuances, but it's just the spirit of envy because of undealt trauma. And it's unfair because it's like everyone has trauma, guys. All of us do in some shape, form, or fashion. Others, you know, may deal with it better than you. You may deal with things better than other people. But if we don't communicate about these things to somebody, it leads to stuff like this. Yeah, they were able to hash things out in a ring, but what happens when you can't do that? And it leads to you seriously hurting someone or killing them or yourself. Like one of the, the main reasons I titled this podcast episode, what I did is because that's what I left feeling like we are some traumatized people. All of that because they were abused in a group home and one got out and the other didn't. Imagine how many people go through that daily. It just made me sad for my people. And, you know, I know I am embarking another one of those moments where it's like social media is just becoming more and more toxic to me to where I I'm starting not to be able to take it, which is a sad thing because you all know a lot of my topics come from stuff I see on there. So it's kind of necessary, but I'm so tired of us taking out our trauma on other people. And we see it so much. And yeah, it looks different to different people, but man, some of some of our people are in dire need. And I am really concerned. And I hate that I'm conflicted on it because a part of me feels I don't care anymore, which is the God honest truth. Like I just don't care because it's so rampant. You don't know who to trust. You don't know who's being for real. Everyone's faking for somebody. Everyone cares so much about what everyone else thinks and says that it's not even funny. But on the other side, if we don't talk about it, if we don't address it, it's just going to continue. So it's something I can, I, I just, I'm still constantly conflicted by, but we got to do better as a people, guys. <laughs> but this is all the emotion that this movie brought up for me. I do hope you all go see it again. I think it was great. I am so excited about all of the young black people that are shining in entertainment. It's just amazing, guys. Like... I finally started watching Bel Air and I'm like, we have all these beautiful black people that we haven't really seen before. Like, it's amazing. So many of us are doing such great things. And I really hope, you know, the toxicity that we tend to carry around as black people don't sour everything for everybody else. Let's find healthy ways to deal with our issues. And let's support one another. Let's support these young black men doing their thing on film. 
I have enjoyed speaking with you all today. You guys will probably get two this week because I know I'm a bit behind, but since this is a review, I don't want everyone to, to listen to this. I don't expect them to because, again, if you're looking to go see it, this may spoil some things for you. But thank you all for tuning in. I will talk to you again very soon, and I hope you have a good day. Bye.